Hey, today on Jesus, Sex, and Politics, we are going to be looking at the disastrous Biden policies and the wake of destruction that they are leaving all throughout the world. And we're also going to have some great guests coming into the studio, too. One guest being in the head of the Republican Party in Hamilton County, letting us know what's going on in the party, what you can do to get involved, and how you can help be a promoter of freedom and liberty for all throughout this land. And we've also got a great guest who's going to give us an update on all the things happening in the world of feminism. Thanks for joining us here on Jesus, Sex, and Politics. Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about that will scare you. Well, Nathan, we have a great show this week. and uh, But first, we got to talk about all of the the terrible like directions that America is heading right now. We see it in education. We see it in the stock market. We see it in uh, inflation. We see it gas prices. We see... Uh, food prices. We see the war in the in Ukraine with no Russia. No baby formula. No baby formula. We could go on and on and on. And and it's sad, but it is also a little funny to me because you and I have been saying for many years, if you you know play stupid games, you can win stupid prizes. And the stupid <laughs> the stupid game is you all went along with liberal policies that. Everybody knows if you have half a brain that this is where where we're going to work. Yeah, this is what was going to happen. So what? Yeah, what's your thoughts on all of that? I find it. It seems that our policy right now it's like shooting America in whatever place it's currently not wounded. (laughs) Right? It's it's almost. I could just imagine you know them picking up a gun and shooting themselves into hand, and then and then the foot goes. Well, you haven't shot me yet. (laughs) I know, I know, but we're getting to you. You know, let's shoot you now. The kneecap yells out, shoot me, yeah, shoot, shoot me. me. You know, and I, there was a Tim Conway thing. It was an old skit. I think it was on um, oh, one of those kind of variety shows. And and he ends up, he's a dentist with Novocaine. And oh, yeah. He keeps sticking himself with his own Novocaine while he tries to do it. It's, it's really, really funny. But uh, yeah, we keep making more and more and more messes because we keep inflicting it's all self-inflicted and it's because of liberal policy uh it, it's at the border like in just a couple mm-hmm. days um you know they're going to be allowing an unprecedented number of people and we're already at record-breaking numbers crossing the border we're going to roll back the co- the covid policy and that's going to be another disaster it's title 42 right? yeah that's going to be another disaster we, 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 we have moms who are panicking because they can't feed their babies, which, you know, it's like, it's unheard of because we, we have stockpiles around the country. They're just not where the citizens are, mm-hmm. you know, but the, um, you, you go down to the border. Speaking of that, they are stocked with baby formula for the illegal immigrants who are crossing illegally, right. breaking our law. Right. And yet our own people are going um, like through this hardship and the government says, well, sorry about you. Yep. We're going to let, we're going to let those folks in, not requiring them to have vaccines and everything else at the border. But New York this morning, I don't know if you heard this, they're now saying everybody 70 years or older, it's back to masks. We're, 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 we want you to wear masks, not just inside, but outside That's as so well. Stupid. So they're, they're going right back to COVID policy in New York. So 
it just wow. it becomes infuriating when they just keep breaking things. At a certain point, just stop doing anything and we'd be better yeah. off if you would just quit doing anything. Yeah. Well, and that but that goes against the idea of socialism and communism. It's the government does everything and everyone else just submits to whatever the government does. So if you go back to the government not doing anything, that actually breeds freedom and liberty and, and actually a very uh, probably a very good culture when the government gets out of the way. It's called liberty government ideology, and that's where conservatives tend to, to be more often than not, is we don't want the government interfering. What did um, Reagan say? I, the nine, nine most terrifying words in the English <laughs> language are, I'm with the government, <laughs> and I'm here we're to help. Here to help. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, it's it, that's just the disaster that we're doing. It's like every time that government seems to get involved in things, especially government far from home. You know, it's, it's a little bit different when they're in your backyard and they have to look you in the face. You know, they say all politics is local politics. Um, that that's where really good things happen. There's good accountability. Yeah. But far from home, man. These people just keep messing stuff up. I feel like by now, if you voted for Joe Biden, you should be having buyer's remorse. I know there are some people that are just going to dig their heels in and say, nope, it was better than the evil orange man that was in there, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and I just, I think pride will probably, you know, blind them. But I think if you are half awake, you're probably recognizing, golly, gas prices are $4.60. Literally, there was a yeah. story today, I think in New Jersey, gas uh, gas station owners are revamping their signage now so it can get to $10. Wow. So that way they can have all those digits on the board, $10 wow. a gallon. Just so you know, this was not caused by anything other than really bad liberal policy. Yeah, and. It- it, you, you could be changed. All you have to do is go back to the what Trump was uh, doing. America first energy policy. Trump. I mean, we. All you have to do is with strokes of the pen, this could be changed. Yeah. What's you know? I hear especially Christians sometimes, and Christians tend to be some of the most naive uh, when it comes to politics, especially Christian leaders, like in our culture right now. I think. I think the the where the Holy Spirit is inspiring and giving discernment, those Christians are not the Christians I'm talking about. I'm talking about just the the weak American Christianity culture that has been created. Like in that in those circles, I see a lot of pastors and leaders in that in those circles say, America first policy is selfish. Uh, we we are we should be about the whole world. And to say we put America first is somehow saying that we don't follow uh the biblical mandate of loving others as yourself. And and so what do you say to leaders and pastors and believers that are saying, well, I, yeah, I just don't like America first because I feel like God isn't America first. Well, you know, I think that, that first a man is required. The Bible says that a man that doesn't take care of his family is worse than an unbeliever. So the first responsibility that you have to any women in the world is first take care of your wife or, you know, if you're, if you're a woman, take care of your husband. That's where it starts. You got to start at home and then you, you know, I'm glad that you care about everybody else's kids, but just take care of your own kids. First start there. Mm -hmm. And once you're doing that from a place of strength, then you can help other people. But you, you know, even in an airplane, if the, if the cabin pressure changes and the masks fall out put your own mask on first there 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 is uh, you have to go back to the building blocks of how god laid out 
what institutions in one order. He lays out marriage as the first institution. The family is the second institution. And you don't get to the nations until down the line, right? But eventually, it's, it's just a biblical order. If, if a nation is, has strong families, it's a strong nation. And to care about everybody else, like, I, do I care about Ukraine? Yes, I care about Ukraine. $40 billion in aid towards Ukraine when we don't have $40 billion because we already run an unbelievable deficit. Now, I, do I think they need money? Yeah, but you're going to have to take it from someplace in the budget. Rand Paul said this, and I really agree with him. Like, there's, there's, there's places where we want to help, but we have to say, first off, are we thriving to be able to help? Because you can't give you know, out of, out of, it would be out, like out of an seeing, area where you have nothing to give. It would be like seeing your neighbor who desperately needs their mortgage paid and you take out credit card debt to go pay their mortgage is similarly what Saran Paul is saying. He's like, you're not actually paying your neighbor's debt. You're actually, it's the credit card company that's paying their debt. Yeah. You're just incurring a lot of debt, a lot of interest, and it's going to, and it could go really poorly for you down the road if you don't pay this back, yeah. which is, you know, he's saying the same thing. It's like, hey, it's going to go really poorly for us if yeah. we don't pay this back because we don't have $40 billion. And I love what you said. It's about thriving. That, to me, that's it right there. America, we have a call, a biblical mandate to thrive first. We've got to thrive so that we can be strong to then help the neighbors of the world, right? And when you're doing it in that order, you're honoring God. But when you try to help, when you yourself can't even like get yourself out of bed, you're not helping the rest of the world. You're just causing more chaos and more problems because ultimately you're creating a bigger house of cards that's going to come tumbling down and hurt and wreck more people. Yeah. Conservative does conservatism doesn't believe that the government is our means of fixing everything. We would far more believe that the church, the local church is the great hope of the world, mm -hmm. right? Um, you give to God, believing that God's going to touch your finances. And what you find out if you become a tither is you find out, I can give more. And not only can I give more, I want to give more. And when I put it out there, here's my faith that I want to do more for compassion or more to, to, to change the world. I actually feel better doing it. Uh, one thing Rand Paul said that I thought was great, you know, if you take all the families of America and say, okay, we're going to charge you $500 per, per taxpayer in order to pay for this $40 billion, um, how would they feel? Well, they, they, they would be angry about it immediately. But the, the policy of giving money away that we don't actually have or printing more money, everybody is dealing with inflation. The average American family is dealing with $100 more per week than what they were uh, back 16 months ago under the Trump administration. So, do you, I mean, that's $5,200 a year that they were not prepared to spend and and they didn't get a they didn't get a raise out of this whole thing, and inflation's not done by any means. Yeah, it's gonna go way higher, and a recession is gonna have to happen mm -hmm. because you've got to that. That's what happens when you start raising interest rates. So all this stuff that's happening, it, it's it's 
we're, we're doing it to ourselves in the name of compassion, but we're hurting more people. We're going to help these people. We're going to hurt these people. And we're not really honest about what we're doing. At least taxing the American people with a $500 tax would be honest. Yeah. We'd actually have, take it from money we actually have. Um, and and, I'm, and I, I do believe that the Ukraine situation is important. We need to defeat them. But, you know. The Russians, we, not the Ukrainians. No, I, the Ukraine situation, we, we need to defeat the Russians. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly right. Just so people are aware, like, Nathan said to defeat the Ukrainians, those, no, no. those poor kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but we, we need to tackle that. It's just it's just a mess. We get everything so backwards, yeah. and things used to be far more logical. Well, that. it was far more logical because we hadn't gotten to where Romans 1 says you'll get to when you remove the Lord from everything you're doing, and eventually the Lord gives you over to a uh, depraved mind, and depravity in the mind leads to doing the most dumb like dumb things that you could even think like a logical person will look at and say, you are so dumb. How did you even remotely come to that conclusion? And the person who is that dumb is saying, what are you talking about, man? This is like totally like logical. And yet those with clear eyes and clear minds are saying, that's not even how the world works at all. And Mm -hmm. history proves this time and time again, we see this play out. What do you mean? And that you can actually believe this is, actually frightening. And that's where we're at right now. We're seeing people give themselves over to some of the most uh, depraved thinking. I mean, you go back to like men, biological men can identify as women and now go compete in women's sports and win all the gold medals, right? Like that's where we're at. I mean, if I, (laughs) that should be like, that's my argument and I win. You know what I mean? Like if you want to, if you want to try to argue that that's not the depravity of the mind, you're going to lose every single time. Yeah, like if you can't define what a woman is, and then you want to try and say that abortion is women's health care. Yeah. Come on. You, you like the, the, the idea that there is a pregnant man emoji. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of moron you thinking see, this is? Did you see the Calvin Klein ad that, that just came out where there was literally a, a dude with a belly in Calvin Klein underwear, leaning up against the bed, and he's sticking his belly out like he was pregnant, and it had a really like good-looking girl on the bed behind him in like kind of underwear, Calvin Klein underwear, holding him, kind of like he's getting ready to give birth. And and it, it, this meme that I saw it was like uh, it was like Calvin Klein in 1999. It was like this really like you know attractive uh, woman in a in a swimsuit, right? And then in 2019, it was uh, a picture of a, a lady who was who was I mean you obese. I mean you, certainly you could see that in the picture, but she was dressed up in real skimpy uh, clothes, Calvin Klein clothes, and it said like my truth is my truth or whatever you know something to that effect. And then it was 2022 where it was this dude giving birth with a Calvin Klein model like behind him. It's moronic. <laughs> I mean, it was like, wow, we've come a really long way. I wonder how they're, I wonder how they're selling is doing like the ad, oh the ad departments within that. I mean, the, the old adage is sex sells, but like, this is bizarre. I mean, it's just, it's funny. I mean, it gives us a ton. We wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for these people. The amount of <laughs> showtime prep that we need. It's like two for, seconds. Oh my gosh. We got this, 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 and this. We talk about it in five seconds. Which ones do we want to hit on today? Oh, oh my, my goodness. Goodness. It's amazing. Speaking of that, we've got an amazing show. Uh, we're going to come right back. We've got a special guest who's coming in to talk about uh, politics uh, from the Republican standpoint. Uh, he is the GOP chairman of Hamilton County, Mario Maslamani, 
and he will be joining us uh, right after. And he has this. such a really compelling uh, personal story, yeah. so I can't wait to hear it's that. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We'll be right back. Hey, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Norick Law Offices. Norick Law Offices specialize in family and criminal law, as well as probate, civil litigation, and small estates. Norick Law Offices was founded by Scott Norick in 2003 and handed down to Devin Norick in 2021 upon Scott Norick becoming an elected Madison County Circuit Court 5 judge. Norick Law Office is located in Madison County in Anderson, Indiana. They've been in business for almost 20 years serving Central Indiana, including Hamilton, Tipton, Henry, and Madison County. If you need affordable and aggressive legal representation, give them a call. We know the Norick family personally. We highly recommend them. Give them a call today at 765-642-2080. That's 765-642-2080. Or you can check them out online at norricklawoffices.com. That's N-O-R-R-I-C-K, norricklawoffices.com. Hey, this is Nathan from Jesus, Sex, and Politics, and I'm talking to all of our younger, Gen Zer listeners. Listen, you are extraordinary because you are actually paying attention and enjoying the fact that we are being very fun in our offense. So share and subscribe and get the word out about Jesus, Sex, and Politics because your friends, as, as the good old Maharishi Rush Limbaugh would say, their mind's full of mush. But you don't have to stay that way. We will help craft it into a brilliant, brilliant mind that is congruent with God's word. All right. Hey, we're back. Thanks for staying tuned with us here on Jesus, Sex, and Politics. We've got a really special guest in the studio with us today, and I know I say that all the time. You always Nathan. say everybody's special. special. And th- today I really mean it. In the of God, everybody is <laughs> Today special. I really mean it. It is the GOP party chairman of Hamilton County, Mario. And I'm not even going to, I always say Maslamani, but that is not right. It's Masalamani, and thank you for thinking that I'm special because I think I'm special too. We do believe that you are special. It's just that whenever he says this is more special than no, it's not. It's not I, more special. I'm just Everybody's saying, like, special. The day is special. The person Mario's special. <laughs> like we're all special. This is a special day. Okay, say your last name because I've known you for at least a year, two years now, a year and a half. Two, well, two oh, yeah. years. Yeah. I mean, like when I was running for Congress, so right. at least two years. Masalamani. Okay, Masal. I've always said. Masalamani. I don't know why I say that, but Masalamani. 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 Just call me Mario. You know, it works. <laughs> Mario, Mario, you are a uh, you're a bona fide conservative. You you you're bold, which is what I love uh, about you being in this position here in Hamilton County. Uh, what we wanted today to do is just we wanted to ask you what it what kind of is the responsibilities of a party chair here in Indiana. What would you tell listeners who are saying, "Hey, I want to get involved." Um, I. I maybe one don't trust the Republicans. I have Republican values, but maybe I don't trust the leadership. So a lot of people, what I see is they jump ship and they just say, I'm not going to engage anymore. I'm going to run to the libertarians or do something else like that. What would you say to those people? And then, and then, uh, yeah, just like kind of where you see the party going, you know, all that. Can can I, can I ask if we could just back up a little bit because he has an awesome story and I got to meet Mario last year at our, um, at our project rescue breakfast that we did. And, uh, and and immediately you started expressing your heart uh, for compassion, and we you know we were really focused on India, but a lot of other places. You grew up in Sri Lanka, and I just want to hear your. You've got an awesome 
immigration story and you are a great story of what America does. Could you share just a little bit about yourself for sure. our listeners? So I came here from uh, Sri Lanka, which is an island country underneath India. Uh, I'm a Tamil and a Catholic. So it's a double negative, double minority, right? And so there were riots happening. You've got to love the English. Whenever they conquered a country, they always put the minority in power because they knew the minority had to uh, rely on them and had to be loyal to them. To, oh, interesting. Uh, uh, that is that before. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's very interesting. That is interesting. And so we were, uh, the Tamils were the, the ruling party or the people that were managing the country. And guess what? When the British said, hey, we're going to give you your independence, the majority were a little upset with us. And so mm. in Sri Lanka, they started uh, the Buddhist monks were leading a revolution and helping uh, slaughter uh, the Tamils. I thought Buddhists were supposed to be like all about like peace and Zen and stuff. You know, I thought so too, till uh, they (laughs) came to my house, (laughs) till they came to my house with uh, torches and college age kids ready to uh, kill my uh, mom and my three-year-old sister. And my dad was at work. Yeah. Wow. What did you guys do? So, uh, my actually, we got on the balcony, and I, you know, I don't remember a lot of when I was seven, but there's about three instances that I remember from being seven, and the reason I remember that so vividly is just watching my mother's face and how scared she was, and we were literally on a balcony. Uh, she wanted me to jump, and she was going to throw my sister over because they had basically cornered the house and they didn't know that we were there, but we were in the back uh, balcony uh, trying to flee to our neighbor's house and then run. Uh, Luckily, very fortunately, our neighbors uh, came and convinced the uh, rioters that we had already left for the United States. Oh, wow. And so they, they left. And at that point, when my father came back from work, uh, we had already uh, had visas to this country. Uh, we decided to utilize those visas and uh, and flee and come to America. Wow. So, wow. Amazing. Yeah. So we literally came with our um, suitcases to America. Uh, not a lot of money. We left all of our property back in Sri Lanka, came here. You know, uh, my parents believed that this was the land of uh, hope, the land of dreams, the American dream. And, you know, looking back, I'm I'm extremely fortunate. I am, I think, an example of the American dream. Not only am I the Hamlin County Republican chairman, but I have my own law firm, Uh, you know, have two beautiful, amazing kids and uh, are just really having fun. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons, Micah, when, uh, you know, we got together and said, we're going to try and get back to schools and take back the school boards, you know, education, my parents always taught me education is power. And education is an equalizer for anyone, black, white, brown, uh, doesn't matter who you are, education allows you an opportunity to be successful in America. And I think that that's a problem that the progressives, the liberals, the Democrats, they want to teach us and they want to be talking about touchy-feely issues. Well, guess what? Touchy-feely issues don't allow us to be able to provide food for our family, don't allow us for to be successful in college. And the thing that allowed me and my sister an opportunity, and even my parents, because my dad was an engineer, um, came to this country, his uh, credentials uh, didn't carry over. So he was working at a, a place called Lazarus. It's like a, I don't know if you remember Lazarus, but. You know, uh, like, a, like a shopping it, yes, place, Yes, it's, right? it's like a Macy's, yeah. right? And oh, so okay. Yeah, I remember that. He's a highly educated, highly trained uh, engineer, but he was working at uh, Lazarus uh, at night going to school to make sure that he, he got the equivalent uh, accreditation in the United States. 
and then uh, finally started working at Chrysler once he passed all his credentials. And so I watched my dad, uh, you know, work eight, 10 hours, and then at night study um, in the evenings. And, you know, so uh, hard work, uh, making sure that you have an education and that you are qualified to uh, execute, I think were big things that I learned as a young kid. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about these school board races, because I see that uh, Americans that are our, our kids are like kind of like falling through the cracks. We're more worried about transgendered issues or uh, how kids feel, but but we're actually not a, a teaching them how to do math and English. And you know, we're not preparing them for college. We're not preparing for them for the real world. And so uh, that's been a passion for me. It's like, let's make sure that we create an equal playing field for black, white, brown, anyone, Yeah, you know, even, even gay people. Like we need to make sure that they understand, these kids understand math and English and have a great education. So that way, when they graduate from high school, they can be successful in college or they can be successful in the real world by uh, having job training. And so you know, I, I've seen some of the rhetoric at HSE High School. I've seen some of the re- rhetoric in some of these other school boards. They're not focused on that. They're, they're not focused on making sure that our kids are pre- prepared to be successful in, in life, but rather want to teach our kids that, you know, it's this person's fault or that's that person's fault. You know, what yeah. my parents said, hey, Mario, like, don't worry about what other people are doing and what other people are saying. Focus on yourself. And, and you know, I know that, uh, I'm Catholic, you know, uh, one of the things that my parents always told me is God will always walk with you. And, That's you know, right. no matter what, uh, you're dealing with, like God is always there to help you. And no matter what struggles I've had, and I've had plenty through my life, you know, I always never, uh, believed I wouldn't be successful cause I was always going to work hard and I had God to help me. You never yeah. used the victim card as a way to get ahead. You, no. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, it was, Oh, real quick, Nathan, to yeah. that point, like schools are teaching more about like feelings. Uh, there was a local pr- principal I saw on a, a news story recently here in Hamilton County where a principal was was boasting about how he had this incredible listening session where students, sophomore, juniors, and maybe even some seniors were getting to tell him how he should do his job better. And I remember thinking to myself, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I said, um, you're the principal. You're supposed to be telling these kids how to do life better. And don't you know when a child (laughs) shall lead us, Micah, if a child shall lead us, we will be far better. I know. No. Oh my goodness. It's it's unreal. It's, it's like Mario. They want, they're more, they're more, uh, focused on indoctrination than education. You know, this is what we, we want you to feel. Yeah. This the, is what you need to know. Well, and the sad thing is, uh, you know, when we were growing up, they did that in college. You know, what, what I, I don't think we've been paying attention over the last 10, 15 years is they have now moved to the grade schools. Yeah. And yeah. so at least yeah. in college, you had, um, you know, developed a lot of morals, principles, and you could kind of... Uh, fight against that but now uh, you know we're seeing that they're hitting like these grade schools these middle schools and these kids are still developing and and it's a lot harder for them to you know we want our kids to be taught by teachers and to mm-hmm. uh, listen to their teachers and unfortunately now during covid during the uh, virtual learning a lot of parents saw what are our teachers teaching our yeah. kids it's ridiculous covid the mm-hmm. silver lining was the fact that the classroom came into the the living room and parents got a front 
row seat on all of the crap that was going on in schools that they would have never known about had COVID not forced uh, education back into online virtual learning. So there was a silver lining in the in 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 2020 when it came to education there. But but uh, and I, I appreciate that about you. And most people need to know this um, that party chair people in counties, specifically in Indiana, don't usually concern themselves with things like school board races or education. Why is that Mario? Like, but you're doing it. You're like saying, I'm done being on the sidelines on something this important. We would think that most party chairs would say, this is a really important issue because if our next generation are indoctrinated in communistic ideology, this is going to ruin our culture. Like party chairs are put in place by the people to protect culture and freedom and liberty going forward. And yet they're just, most of them are sitting on the sideline and saying, no, we don't care. Well, the, well, the problem is it, it's a nonpartisan race, right? And so county party chairmen really don't want to get involved. And, and, you know, I, I remember I've been involved in Republican politics for a long time, really since I was nine years old. And that, there's a story to that. But, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is we wanted the school boards to be nonpartisan. We wanted our kids not to really be taught, hey, you need to be Republican or you need to be Democrat or you need to be Libertarian. And and Republicans, I think, tried to follow that. But I think what we've seen through COVID and, uh, and other instances is the Democrats aren't following that model. The teachers union, a lot of these Democrat uh, organizations are dumping money into these school board races. And yeah, look where they them. give. Yes, yeah, and, they're, and they're running them as Democrats. And so, yeah, you know, they're I, not trying to hide it. I, I said, well, they tried to hide it, and now it's all exposed because you can't hide the giving forever. And their right. agenda, I, I, I don't, I guess I don't even understand that. How can you say that it's nonpartisan when, when the political parties largely have a philosophy? Uh, of of what's driving them at a certain point i gotta know what you believe i want to know whether you know where you stand on these fundamental issues i i don't i don't mind seeing an r or a d next to somebody who's running for school board i would love to see that can we get that well we tried we did and and this past session down at the general assembly there was a push to make them partisan and the school boards uh, well, the school, the, the teachers union dumped a ton of money into getting the teachers out to say, Hey, don't do this. Like this is supposed to be nonpartisan. We're not about politics. We're above politics. We're about when, values. And, and, and the reason, the reason they did that is because they know in Indiana, if you have to put an RRD next to your name right now, D, the Democrats are the most irrelevant party and probably like I would say the part the libertarian party is probably more relevant in a lot of cases than, than the Democrat party and the Democrats know that they will never be able to win those school board seats so they run they run candidates who are flat out Democrats they just say hey we're going to keep it on the DL and don't talk about being a Democrat we know you are and when you get in there you can do everything that's Democrat and values you can push our agenda but we don't want the voter to know that because they won't vote for you and and to your point, Mario, Republicans, I think, say, hey, we would love it. We would have loved to keep politics out of the schools. But Democrats, you're the ones who brought it in. So now it's game on. And and so we're trying to push that down at the state house. Um, we just need we need, you know, if you're listening to this, call your legislator, let them know next session. We've got to push this through no matter what the teachers unions uh, try to scare you. And, into. While, and while the state house is working on that, I, I say, let's go, you know. 
Uh, we are going to recruit conservative candidates. We're going to uh, recruit uh, candidates that are pro-student, pro-parents' rights. You know what's funny? I remember in the 90s and early 2000s, the school boards and the teachers were saying, hey, parents aren't active enough. That's in, right. Yeah. In the schools. <laughs> like, you know, we are carrying please, the burden. Parents, please, please, parents, help. be more active. <laughs> I feel like I live in bizarro world now. Because yeah. right now they're like, you know, parents are talking too much. Parents are too active. Parents are too involved. We don't want to even call them parents. We want to call them guardians. You know, and, and it's it's mind-boggling to me that we have parents now that want to get involved, want to help, want to help educate not only their kids, but also make sure that there's an environment for learning for all kids. And the teachers union, the school boards uh, are saying, no, we don't want your involvement. We know better on how to teach your kids than you do. I feel like it, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Infuriating. Yeah. It's it, nobody could love my kid more than me. And at no point did I ever give my child to the state. Completely agree. Mm -hmm. we, and this, the, I mean, we're seeing it from a national level. I mean, remember Merrick Garland uh, was weaponizing the DOJ saying, Hey, we're going to start prosecuting, going after some of these parents and, and under terrorist uh, terrorist uh, premise that they're that they're domestic terrorists. Don't show up at their house. Yeah. Don't pick it in front of their oh, house. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Supreme Court justice, yeah. though, we feel differently yeah. about that. There was uh, literally in Brownsburg, uh, the president of the school board in Brownsburg just a couple weeks ago um, had a uh, just it was it was so I was so mad when I heard this, uh, and I'll play this clip here in a second. But that he he calls out a parent. And and basically makes a joke about the parent being um, oh in Brownsburg ha yeah having a mental yeah. illness oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and he oh, and unreal. and this guy is the I think he's he's part of the teachers union I think he's the lawyer or maybe the president of the, of the Indiana State Teachers Union too but he just totally disrespects this parent and then makes fun makes light of mental illness and basically says oh now I know what mental illness is and well you know I'm gonna pull that clip up here so you can hear it but. But guess I'm, what, Micah? Yeah. If a conservative or Republican had said that, oh my boy, gosh, it would have made national all news. over yeah. the news. Isn't that it, there's such a double standard, Mario? It doesn't that drive you nuts? Just the double standard. Like, I mean, it, it drives me nuts. It's, it's par for the course. You know, it's Democrats get to get away with a lot. The media allows them to. And that's why I'm happy that Republicans now have platforms that allow them to get their voice out, their message out without having to be filtered or, um, you know, criticized by uh, not only the media, but uh, some of these other groups. The fundamental thought that that our kids, uh, you know, that, that the teachers union or whatever, we know how to better educate your child than you do. I think Terry McAuliffe said it in Virginia where he says, what makes you think that you have a right to determine as parents what we're going to teach in the, you know, I mean, he, he, he said the, the part that you're supposed to keep silent, said it out loud. Yeah. Um, the, this, this concept we need to keep, we want to keep parents out of all kinds of things, even on, on the abortion things. We don't want to have to tell parents that your child is considering this. Like it's, it's that people consider the state wiser parents only are breeders to give the state their people so they can indoctrinate them and 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 get the votes out of them that they need to i don't understand why we would ever want to separate the people who love them most from 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 the formative uh you know teaching of the values that they should have it's 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 nuts it says it's a totally different value system than i think the average american 
Let me uh, play that clip here. This is the school board member. Uh, this is a dad coming to the schools. You're going to hear him talk first, and you're going to hear the school board. So uh, here it is. Let's play this. There's a word there that is addictive, indicative of our current culture. So this is the dad. It is marginalized. This world, ha- this word has be, uh, been around a long time. It was burned into the American psyche by a woman named Kimberly Crenshaw, who wrote an essay called Mapping the Margins. This essay explains the hierarchy of oppression. This was the birth of intersectionality and woke identity politics. So I would like to understand what the district means by marginalized students and how they will choose these students. The name Kimberly Crenshaw may sound familiar as she and Derrick Bell coined the phrase critical race theory. I think the vision for the district should be equal opportunities for all students. Also, Jim, I'd like to ask you again, what will you do to enforce equitable outcomes in the district? I'll address who I'd like, please. I want to address Jim and ask him what you you will will do to enforce equitable outcomes. You will follow board policy and address the presiding officer. Sir, I have freedom of speech and I can ask the question to anybody, okay? Yeah. Thanks, man. Wrap up. You got, thank you. Have a seat. I'm not going away. Now I understand the mental health issues a lot of our kids in school. Oh, yeah? So, thank you. That's not necessary, Mr. Hilton. I don't care about Sit all down. Okay. So, so that was uh, Board President uh, Hilton. Um, I think his, I forget his first name. But th- the funny thing is, if you go to this guy's Facebook page in Brownsburg, the guy's a real skinny, weeny kind of looking dude. The guy, the dad who was talking was probably about 350 pounds. And this dad, I give great credit to because he restrained himself. Like he didn't escalate it any further. And he could have literally like just stomped this guy like to bits. And I think most of us probably felt like like he would have been in his right in the right to do something like that. And again, I'm not advocating for violence, but like everything in us, we're just saying, dude, you are the elected official. You're not allowed to treat parents. That way, and yet we have him making light, this president making light of mental health issues and saying, oh, now I know why our kids struggle with mental health because of a dad like this who just wants to ask questions at a school board meeting, you know? And I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm beside myself, Mario. And this is Brownsburg. This is just outside of Indianapolis, not far from where we're at. And Indiana, of all places. This is not New York. This is not California. This is Indiana. So, Well, and I mean, is that the way he wants the kids of Brownsburg to act when they're confronted <laughs> with somebody? Be a right? great question. So, you know, it's just very immature on his part. And, you know, th- these people think that they're right and they can do anything they want and they can treat people any way they want. Yet when conservatives try to stand up, they try to shut us down and they call us names and they like to label us. So, you know... I I love the fact that, um, you know, when I watch some of these people, they truly show their uh, true colors uh, in some of these school board meetings because they can't control themselves. They can't control their uh, emotions. And I think that parents need to be aware of what these people are and what these people are trying to push on their kids. Mm. And so this November, parents need to uh, not forget the pain and the suffering they went through during covid with the mass mandates, the virtual learning, the lack of learning, and the basically lack of encouragement for your kids and the kids of uh, the students in the schools to have personal responsibility, 
work hard, try to achieve, and try to be the best you can be. I mean, some of these school districts are trying to get rid of like honors programs. That's because, crazy. Because they don't want kids to feel bad that they're not in honors. I think Noblesville got rid of their valedictorians uh, back in 2017. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's crazy. It, it goes back to concept of, you know, you, you coming from Sri Lanka and your family and, you know, uh, your dad could have said, man, I, I, you don't realize what I am in my country. He came in, he didn't, he didn't bemoan that forever. He got started on, on, Hey, if that's what I need to do to excel here, I'll do it. America is the land of opportunities. It's not the land of, of equal outcomes. It, it, it gives you an opportunity to succeed. And it and that that's what it's designed to do. And, and the American dream allows everyone, if they work hard and they're willing to push themselves, to have a level of success. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't. My success doesn't have to be your success or your success, but it allows everyone an opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. And and the beautiful thing when I started my law firm uh, a little over seven years ago, you know, my my law partner and I we had this idea. And, you know, the great thing about living in Indiana is, well, you know, we have so many opportunities to take an idea, put it on paper, and then watch it grow. Now we have nine attorneys, seven staff. We're about to build a building. Uh, we're even looking to expand even farther. I mean, that's the American dream. And I, and I watch mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, I, I, as we were joking earlier about uh, weight loss and how you guys look so great. And, you know, I, 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 I've hit, <laughs> Thank some you, Mario. The, I've hit some of the, uh, the, the COVID struggle on weight, but uh, there, there's a uh, steak and shake right by uh, my office. And I uh, love Nutella milkshakes. And uh, you know, the manager there uh, is a, is a guy in his forties. And I, and I talked to him a lot. He, he went to college night school and, you know, he didn't have some of the opportunities that other people have had, but, you know, he talks about how he works so hard to become the manager of the steak and shake. And he's so proud of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to watch people like that, be able to like have goals, work their tail off and be able to be successful. That's the American dream. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to say, Hey, this country's a bad country. Guess what? Uh, Brittany Griner, uh, isn't she a, a former WNBA player currently? Oh yeah. She's over in, uh, she's trapped in yeah. Russia right now, right? Mm-hmm. She wouldn't come out for the American flag. She wouldn't stand up and uh, salute our American flag while the national anthem. I wonder how she feels about America versus <laughs> Russia right now. Yeah. yeah you know? They've, they've, they're holding her. They've imprisoned her because she got caught with, uh, I think a vape, some sort of illegal vape over there. And they threw her into they threw her into prison. They're saying she could be there for ten years. I, I've traveled around this world. Yeah. I've been very fortunate. Um, and America is one of the greatest countries this world has ever known. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's what we should be telling our kids. That you know, one of the things that gravitated me towards the Republican Party was the principles of the Republican Party and how it correlates to the American dream. My parents, when I was coming here, I was leaving all my friends, my family, everyone that I knew. And what they told me is the American dream is something that you, Mario, and you, Shinska, my sister, you can achieve. That's the reason we're coming here to bring up and give you a better life. Right. And so they taught us personal responsibility. They taught us to live within our means and uh, taught us to work hard and don't worry about what other people are doing or what other people are saying. Just focus Mm -hmm. on your goal and achieve it. That's the American dream. That's why, you know, if, if you believe in the American dream and the values of the American system, you should be a Republican. Well, yeah. and so much of what we're seeing in our world today, um, a, a lot of it comes down to your understanding of the Ten Commandments. 
You know, it, when you come to that concept of covetous, it, it's not that you can't have your own donkey or your own, you know, employees or, you know, your own you, wife. You could have said it's not because you can't have your own ass. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> you could have then. That would have been know, totally appropriate. I, I don't speak in kingdoms, okay? So, uh, but, but the reason that, you know, really we have a hard issue with covetousness in this world. Like you were okay to go work for what you wanted to be able to give to your family. You're okay to work for what you want to be able to uh, make a place for your employees to do well. Uh, but in our world today, we're being told, no, give it to me. That, that's the heart of I'm entitled to it. I, that's, I should have yeah. everything you have. An equal uh, outcome. outcome, you know, that's how they're, that's how they're painting this, this equity hey, issue. Isn't that communism? No, it is. Yeah, right. it is. Yeah, and everybody, everybody has nothing. Ne- never yeah. worked. Never worked. You it, it works. Time it's time. It works time for the few people who are at the very, very top. That's who. That's who it works for. And then the majority of people, the middle class, everyone below them, they get trampled on. Oh, and you mean like the 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 huge mansions that the people? Yeah, Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter were, yeah, were purchasing for the Marxist, the self-proclaimed yeah. Marxist. It's funny how that worked, right? Guess what, guys? Google Sri Lanka. Hit the news section on the button of Google and look at what's happening in Sri Lanka right now. Right, they're a socialist uh, country that believes that everyone should be taken care of, provided for. The problem is it's a great like thesis to write on, but in practicality, it doesn't work. So the uh, president and the prime minister, they're the ones that make all the money. Their families drive Lamborghinis and Bugattis, and everyone else has like rationed electricity, uh, rationed gas, and uh, live in poverty. Mm. You know, socialism, it communism. Sounds like California. Yeah. The way California's you know? Well, and, and uh, Margaret uh, Thatcher said that uh, socialism works w- well until you run out of everyone else's money. <laughs> well, you know, so. there's no doubt about yeah. it. And, it's, and it, it, it isn't that in the new world, socialism wasn't tried. It was tried by the, the, uh, the, uh, the, some of the separatists who came here, and, and they tried it, and, and, it, and it didn't. They gave, them, they gave them land, said, this is what you need to bring in. Nobody did it. Yeah. Well, you it know, was Rush the, Limbaugh writes about this in in his children's books to explain yeah. this has been tried. Yeah. And it was when they said you can keep what you make beyond this that all of a sudden personal ownership came into play and what do you know everybody's working really hard and there's more than enough. Yeah. You have to have that aspect of I can benefit by my hard work. So guess what, guys? Ron DeSantis, uh, he's one of my rock star heroes, uh, governor of Florida. He just passed a bill that they will have uh, Communism Socialism Day, where they're requiring all the schools to teach about the negative influence and the impact of communism around the world. And I think that Indiana should do that also. I've talked to a couple of legislators. I said, listen, we need to teach our kids about the negative impact of communism and socialism. Why don't we do that? It's good. Yeah. Well, good. they have they have all the Cubans down in you yeah, know yeah, Florida down in Florida who who <laughs> really understand who really communism. understand it. That's exactly yeah. right. We've lived through a little bit of yeah. this. I wonder if we could take any any uh, immigrants from Venezuela, say, and let them teach in all the the, the classrooms in America. Yeah. Uh, we we had a we had a lady at our church. She was a judge that had to escape Venezuela. 
because of what they were doing. They got so bad, you know, there was no toilet paper. And everybody talked about the Maduro diet where, you know, they, people had lost over 20 yeah. pounds. That's what socialism gets That's you. what I need to do for this diet thing that we're on here. Yeah, I kind of was thinking the same thing, guys. Maybe I need to quit my Nutella milkshakes and steak and shake. The Maduro diet. Yes. There we go. And the crumble cookies. Well, I know you, you, you've, got a, you've got a jet here, Mario, but uh, real quick, just kind of hit us with, um, you know, what, what could people people expect from your leadership within the party. And again, this is not Jesus, sex and politics is very open that we've got issues with Republican leadership, right? I believe the principles of the Republican party more align with constitutional values and biblical values than the other parties in our nation right now. But, um, you know, tell, give people a pitch, like why should they trust you and the Republicans to uphold these values that you, you were just talking about? Like what's, what's the future going to look like for the Republican party here in Indiana? Well, in I can't talk about Indiana, but in Hamlin County, you know, I run a transparent uh, party, right? I want to give access to everyone, not just the uh, the conservatives, not just the moderates, not even the establishment. I want to give access and um, uh, information to everyone to allow them to do, uh, do and to run for office and to be involved in politics. I, I think that in in the past, you know, information, access to uh, data. Education was, is power. Right? Yeah, yeah, education is power. And so yeah. as you've seen, Micah, I, I throw uh, leadership uh, training seminars yes. on how to be a precinct committeeman, how to use some of the data center. We're having a campaign school next week or this Saturday. Is, yeah, it's, uh, Saturday. it'll be tomorrow. You'll be listening to this. So it'll be tomorrow, Saturday. What's the date tomorrow? The 21st. Yes. So, yes. so yep. at the Delaware uh, Community Center, we are having some of the best people Uh that work for state party come and teach you how to message how to do grassroots that being knocking on doors making phone calls uh campaign finance reports how to fundraise and so do I people wanna, need to register for that they do but okay. you know what i'm not going to kick you out if you show up all right and that would start at what time that will start i will have donuts for you at 8 30 8 30 delaware diet, right? okay <laughs> delaware center <laughs> yeah well i can't come because i'm on the maduro diet so uh 8 30 is uh donuts starts at nine o'clock we okay. should be done around by one o'clock but listen Listen, here's the thing. Come out because yeah. what's happening in this country, people said, Mario, Biden couldn't have really done this terrible a job in two years, but guess what? He has. Mm -hmm. And I am scared for the next two years. And if if good men just sit around, we're going to have some serious issues and, and women also. So we need people active and involved. And so I, I say, if you are interested in being involved in school board races, if you're involved, interested in being involved in uh, like local council races, or even involved in some of these mayor's races, come out and learn more about it. Uh, information is power. Also, we are a big tent party. I am not going to kick out anyone if they believe in the the principles and the true values, the foundation of the Republican Party. And I will find a way and a place to get you involved and get you active. And so we are not exclusive. We are not one of those people that say we're better than you. We want everyone involved. If, if you're interested in just even coming out to one of our breakfast clubs or one of our meet and greet events in the uh, afternoons on uh, weekdays, Google Hamlin County Republican Party. Uh, call the number, leave your email address, and we will add you to our email list. We have events every week. And it, it, what you'll see is we give you an opportunity to not only get involved, but also be active participants in the political process. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. It's Hamilton County, Indiana, because if you Google Hamilton County, Republican Party, it might take you to Hamilton, Ohio. And you we need, are a lot, we're a lot better. better. We're cool. Yeah, way we're cooler. cooler. So 
Uh, although we were just in Hamilton, Ohio, uh, not, few, not a couple weeks ago, ago for a golf trip, and I don't know, Hamilton, Ohio, kind of had a cool downtown. Yeah, I was, it sure they're, they're, I was, they're nice, but they don't have Mario Maslam. <laughs> they they, they don't. That's right. They do not have yeah. Mario Maslam. Hey, Mario Smith. Mario Smith <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> hey, can I? Uh, you know, we all all the time, Mario. We we pray for Republicans, Democrats. We pray for those who are in leadership, and uh, we pray a little more for Democrats. Just if no. <laughs> We, we pray for, for everybody because, you know, a, a lot of people, you get down to it, they see a lot of the same kind of problems. They have different solutions to those problems. But uh, would it be okay if I just kind of close out our time and just pray for you, man? And, of in, course. In, in your Listen, position. Listen, my mom prays for me all the time. I can use all the prayers I can get, so I appreciate <laughs> that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, we lift up uh, all of our all of our leaders that are working so hard in order to benefit your people and then the citizens of our country, Lord, is as they go forward, I pray that you would give them wisdom. I ask, uh, Lord, because your word says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and generously. And so, Lord, I pray that over Mario and over his teams and, uh, Lord, over all of our civil servants that are are working so hard to serve God, I pray that they would always serve in humility and always remember that that uh, their their place and that leadership really comes with with that servant mentality. I pray, Father, that you would go before him and and bless the things that he touches. God, show him the right people to to make the appointments with and 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 the right way to go. And I pray that you would go before him, Lord, even as he 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 recognized it at seven years old, that Lord, you're with him. And uh Lord, bless him mightily and bless leaders like Mario in our communities who are who are doing well by the citizens. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Mario, thank you for joining us today. Uh, keep up the good Thanks, work. Man. And hey. Uh, hey, stay tuned. We've got uh, some more uh, exciting segments coming up. And we got a new guest uh, segment that will be just around the corner. And you're not going to want to miss her. She is a, uh, she is a <laughs> lot I of fun. Wait. It's going to be fun. This is Nathan from Jesus, Sex, and Politics, and I'm talking to all of those of you who have a friend that you know is offended about everything. Listen, help them to come out of the bondage that they're in. Like us, share us, or subscribe, Jesus, Sex, and Politics, because when you do, you might help free somebody from the terrible, terrible tyranny of the mind. If you're in the Hamilton County, Noblesville area, be sure to check out Sunshine Service Incorporated. They service all makes and models of cars, and they are your friends, local community members who specialize in auto repair service. They believe the business of auto repair is that the service is the difference. Their auto technicians in Noblesville use state-of-the-art tools, equipment, and training to keep up with today's most complicated vehicle management systems, from brakes to batteries, filters, to fluids, routine preventative maintenance to complex full vehicle repairs and service. They have you covered. Be sure to call George and his amazing team. I use them. They've been great on my car. I have nothing but good things to say about them and you will too. We guarantee it.
man. Boy, do we have a special guest in the studio today. We need that good old feminist update from Feminist Fran. Welcome to the studio, Feminist Fran. Let me help you to your chair. Please don't. My body, my choice. If I want to sit, I'll choose. You, no one has to pull the chair out for me. Thank you very much. I am woman. I am perfectly capable of getting my own chair. Wow. I just wanted to help. I know you're perfectly capable, Fran, but but is it, do you, do you really, are you, are you just turned off by the fact that a, a guy wants to treat you as a lady and, and, and do that for What a you? white, straight male kind of question to ask. Thank you so much. Yes, as a matter of fact, I find it kind of appalling. This whole office just kind of like rings of white. Like, what is this stuff you have hanging on your wall? I will have you know, feminist friend, that like, I'm proud of being a white man. Of that- course you are, because society says that you, I mean, you are who you are. The rest of us will just deal like it's totally fine. Well, you know what? I just heard Micah actually, uh, he goes on and off. Sometimes he, he, he you sometimes, Micah, I've, I've heard you do yeah. this. You, you, identify. you identify as a woman. Yeah, African-American and, woman. And, and, and the question I have is, um, how do you feel being, as a woman, being uh, attacked by, by another woman. By an, a, another woman. Like, how's that? I, feel you cannot to you? appropriate that like that. That is so inappropriate of you to do that. He is no. Don't don't you tell me what to do as a woman to another woman. You can't like you can't tell me I'm wrong, and I don't tell you you're wrong. That's his do I? truth. That is my truth. I do appreciate you coming in, feminist friend, because now I'm going to go back to identifying as a man here real quick. So I'm Micah again. Uh, hey, how convenient so, that you can just pull that white privilege out whenever you want. So your so, white straight man, like you, I get you. It's yeah, fine. Well, go ahead. Okay, so use your uh, privilege. Let me ask you a question. So I'm totally like for you know women and them being able to you know accomplish great things in our society. I think Leah Thomas, the swimmer out at University of Pennsylvania, who's been winning all those gold medals. I know she's a he uh, or he's a she or real name. Uh, I don't know. I just know Leah Thomas. I don't know. Is there a real name? I thought that was his real name. You you must be really proud of her, him, him, her. Uh, yes. Well, you know, I, I mean, at any time a woman succeeds, it's, it's very exciting for the rest of us. We are, we are very proud of all the women who, make choices to achieve things in our country. We're just very excited. Boy, that, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I think she is going to go on to great things and win even more gold medals. And all of the work that you did to help get her, him, there is so good. So I'm, feminism, I'm so proud of you. So feminism, when successfully works out, destroys the definition of a woman and allows men to beat women at the events women wanted to be able to excel at. Did I get that right? I'm sorry. Was there a time that a woman was able to compete in a men's swimming event? Did that ever happen? I, I just don't think that they can compete. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. Can you excuse yeah, me? Yeah, let me say that again. I don't think that when you take the top women swimmers and put them against the top male swimmers that women can compete with the top because wasn't that Thomas guy, wasn't he like 422nd in, in, in all the men before he switches to go to swimming for women? Feminist like, friend, that, that was, was right. He was so, low. So he he was, was pretty far down he there. He was 
422nd amongst men, but he's number one in breaking all the records towards women. So I don't know that we have like a- How very male of you to he, make sure that you put down all the women who have accomplished things. No, we think their, women- Their we athletic think, ability, look- Amongst be, women is phenomenal. It's just when you compare a woman to the physique of a man, I think that 422nd doesn't get you in the con- conversation amongst the best among men. So I just, isn't that cheating? Like, don't, don't you despise that to some degree, Fran, that, that, that a biological woman made the way she was made cannot physically compete with a man trying to act like a woman and then ultimately it comes down to this. I don't think that's entirely what, true. What, what is a woman? How do you define a woman? Exactly. How, how <laughs> do, do you define a woman? Oh, well, I guess we have to be biologists first off. It's true. In order to be able Are to- Are you a biologist? Oh, yeah, I didn't think that's so. That's a question. So thanks for bringing up the question. But that's something you on authority. don't know what you're that's, talking about as usual. I, I, don't, I, don't have to, I, I don't have to be an engineer in order to ask questions about math. Hey, you must, I want to jump from Leah Thomas into another really bright spot of uh, femininity and uh, and just women accomplishment in our nation here. Um, Admiral Rachel Levine, um, a boy, she's done some great work. She's the first female admiral uh, to be, or four-star admiral, I believe. That's I have to the go back. ugliest admiral I've ever seen in my First life. First of all, Listen, course, everyone's that's what matters to you, but okay, continue. all right, all right. <laughs> but but she was also named Woman of the Year by USA uh, Today, and that was I mean, that must have made you so proud because Rachel, boy, she's really just doing some great work for, for the feminist movement, don't you think? I think anytime a woman succeeds in our country, it should be celebrated. So we are very happy for all the women across even the him, country. her, I mean, even Rachel. Rachel, Adam, whatever. Do chromosomes come into the place in this conversation in any capacity? Look, I'm not a biologist. I am not going to get into this debate with you about chromosomes and who's what. Anytime a woman succeeds in America, it should be celebrated. But of course, you're going to bring it in here and you're going to start degradate. <laughs> De- degradating? Degradating. De- De- that sounds uh, like a personal problem. I'm sorry, I'm so. choking on all the white straight male privilege in the room. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you a question about uh, this incredible uh, piece of headgear that you're wearing in here today. Uh, this is um, it's a it's a very odd looking hat, um, and I'm just I'm curious what what you're wearing right now. This is really interesting in your in your femininity. I'm just it, very very interesting. What what is that? <laughs> Cat got your tongue. <laughs> Look, I did not come in here to talk about my fashion, okay? I understand that you think that's all women talk about is fashion and shopping and what hats we're wearing and whatnot. But the truth is, you don't want to focus on the things that are happening in our country to keep women oppressed, that we do not have equal rights, we do not have equal pay, and, and people are making decisions for our bodies for us, and it's it's atrocious what's happening, and you want to focus on things such as like fashion in my hat. Like, I'm just not interested in that conversation. Well, we could have the conversation about Roe versus Wade and the decision that, that uh, looks like it's coming down the pike. Um, how's that make you feel? My choice, my body. I don't think anyone should get to choose that for me. What about in the case of vaccines? Yeah, does that still apply? That is serving everyone else. Everyone should get a vaccine because that is how you love your neighbor. You as Christians should be the most 
uh, advocating of the vaccinations for everyone to have it because you're putting other people in danger. What if I thought that keeping my neighbor's freedom was the way to love them? Well, then you'd just be wrong because what, oh, but is, that's my what truth. does freedom How matter when it comes that? to health and safety in the public community? Because anybody who will pick uh, health and safety over freedom deserves neither. Uh that was Ben Franklin. Hey, by the way, you have a beautiful... That was male. I quoted a male. <laughs> you have a beautiful accent. Are you from Texas? Where are you from? That's we, right. I'm from Texas. Really? This is where we're going with the conversation now. How did you turn out the way you are if you came from Texas? <clears throat> I am not from Texas. That was sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Feminist friend, I am looking forward to the amazing conversations that we are going to have on Jesus, Sex, and Politics. You are welcome back anytime... Uh, to share with us the update about feminism around oh, my the dead na- body. What? We don't want you to die. We want you to live a very strong, successful. My I am woman. My body. Look, if I choose, I want like you don't get to choose that for me either. <laughs> hey, you are a woman. Hear you roar. That's right, <laughs> feminist friend, ladies and gentlemen. Chill. Yeah, it's been great. We love you. Whatever. <laughs>Hope you enjoyed the show. We're back with our final segment from the word. Pastor Nathan, you got a thought from God's word. What's he been speaking to you about this week? Yeah. Um, so here at Life Church, we don't get to, as, as pastors, we don't get to preach on every single text. We have a group of team, uh, preaching team, and they get different texts. And I didn't get to preach this last one, but it made a great point, Micah, that I, I thought that our folks need to hear. And it comes from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 13. And in it, we get uh, that that there's these uh, group of people called the Philistines, and they are trying to, they're occupying the land of Israel that belongs to uh it belongs to Israel, and yet, and yet they're under tyranny. And the Philistines have done one particular thing: they uh, they made sure that there were no blacksmiths in in Israel. They didn't want them to be able to uh, to make swords or spears. And if you had to go sharpen your mattocks, or you happened to go take care of your plowshares, or something like that, you had to go down to the uh, you know down to the Philistines and pay them an absorbent fee for them to do it. And the reason was, go back to what it said there in the fine print, they didn't want them to have swords or spears. Why? Because weapons equal freedom. That's what it is. There were only two swords in the entire land. One belonged to Israel, uh, to, to, to Saul, the king, and one belonged to Jonathan. And in that, in that, uh, that, that place, you get to see there's people that, that are saying you don't need weapons to be free but you absolutely do and it's recorded all all through there we've got to be a people that are armed and we got to be a nation that's armed i like peace through strength i don't want i don't want to fight battles but if you depend on somebody else just to be nice to you and act civil you should know bad guys don't act civil how do you stop a bad guy with a gun well, a good guy has to have a gun. And and in the truest sense, here's the other thing. The enemy, the devil, he does not want you in any way, shape, or form to be armed either. 
He doesn't want you to know the Word. He, he certainly doesn't want you to be a person who carries around your Bible and knows how to use it. As long as your sword is sheathed and it's you know sitting on a coffee table with enough, enough dust on it to spell the word damnation, things are fine. But just, just remember that a person who knows how to use their sword and will actually use it, has the mentality to use it, they are going to be free. I love it. That's a good word. And when you hear people say that, why would you need a gun? You know, you never need guns. You never need to be armed. Go back to that passage in, in First Samuel. You said that's in chapter 13, right? Yeah. So that's a good word. I, I love that. I love how God's word inspires us uh, in, in today's context. I mean, you could say, oh, God doesn't talk anything about Second Amendment stuff or, you know, like any self-defense. That's not really a God issue. That's an American issue. No, it was birthed out of a God a godly principle. Hey, when you think that swords are evil, here's one more for you. When you think swords are evil, who's the creator of the sword? Oh, wait a minute. That would be God. Yeah, that's right. Because he gave the angel a flaming sword in the garden. Adam and Eve out of the garden once they had sinned so they wouldn't come back and be lost forever in their sinfulness. So, you know, where'd the sword come from? It is an instrument that God created and put in the hands of his warriors. Do you think that that was created for the first time God created the sword in that moment or do you think the sword has kind of like that was something that was created long before that moment in the mind of God I think well I I think God always had in mind what was going to happen I mean whether that angel that day was called hey get over here get down there here put this in your hand what is this (laughs) swing it around if anybody tries to come also don't hit Gabriel (laughs) (laughs) you know However that was, I just want to, I want to say that, you know, the idea that something is evil, no, no, people are either evil or good. Inanimate objects are neither evil nor good. They are whatever they are. It's how you use them. It's good. And in light of kind of what we saw, the tragedy in Buffalo play out, we're seeing people call out, call for, you know, gun, more gun control. And I'm thinking to myself, controlling the gun is not the problem. Controlling the evil people, that is the problem. We don't do that in America. Yeah. We, we treat our criminals like victims and we treat good people, law-abiding citizens like the criminals. And that's, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. We want to stop crime. We're, we're going to have to get real, real serious about, about punishment. Yeah. If, 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 you know, Romans 13 says the officer carries not the sword in vain. That means that the sword has a purpose. And when it is used, not just, it's not just on his hip, but he knows how to use it. Then, then, that's the, when the, the evil, the, the righteous, yeah. will will thrive and, and stop the evil. Will stop. Yeah, it's good. That's good. All right. Well, you know, this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. As always, we're so glad you listened. Now go share it with all your friends, specifically your liberal friends, and tell them to come on over to the side of freedom, the side of light, <laughs> the side of right. Come back. <laughs> This has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about all those things that are going to probably scare you. Did I just take your line? You did. Uh, But the world won't want to talk about them. (laughs) So we will. We'll see you next time.